I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters. I'm sorry, I don't speak Japanese. What are we driving? Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast, a show where each and every week, each every and every single week, every single show. week, two good friends come together to talk about five minutes of a Fast and the Furious movie. Um, this is season three, episode thirteen. We are still on uh, the sliding classic to, uh, to Fast and the Furious: colon, Tokyo Drift, watching minute sixty to sixty-five. Over an hour in, uh, my name is Stone, and my co-host, who is also here every single week, Scar. Obviously, I would never not show up to a podcast. Hi, Stone. Um, how are you? I'm doing good. It, it, it feels nice to be back and recording. It feels nice to be home at my office. Um, uh, uh, hey, audience! It was those were jokes because we haven't recorded in <laughs> mm, over two weeks uh, because we went on summer break. Those were a little you hilarious know. set of jokes for everyone. If school children get a summer break, so do uh, so does the Fast Five podcast. You know, I think that's fair. So, uh, how was your summer break, Guard? What did you do? <laughs> well, my summer break, Stone. I think now it, it may be an appropriate time to do the ad read really quickly. As a matter of fact. Okay, yeah, let's just get it out of the way. Um, because you you approve every ad read, so this won't mm-hmm. be... And sponsors love to have them right off the top, you know? That's right, and this Good won't be clunky at all yeah. because we didn't make the same joke. Ad. <clears throat> Taking a very long, unannounced break. <laughs> have a whole lot of summer things to do. Host a podcast but forgot to record any episodes in advance before starting the new season. Try taking a long, a very long, unannounced break. I love that. I love that they sponsored us. It's like they knew. It was tight of them to do. Yeah, it's pretty on brand. Um, Guard, how was your summer break? Well, uh, mine was pretty fantastic. I went to a wedding, got extremely ill afterwards, um, and I've been living life since then, basically. Nice. That's great. I went to two weddings. Oh, good. Very and nice. I drove a couple thousand miles in my car. Um, I did a bit of a camp. In the mountains, and uh, then then drove back. <laughs> that sounds lovely, Stone. And that was that was I've had a weeks after that, and I've still like not fully recovered. <laughs> I'm still exhausted and absolutely out of energy. Well, I'm also exhausted and out of energy on account of the horrible sickness I've been having. <laughs> well, um, I'm I'm glad you <laughs> I'm glad you could power through to show up and talk into a microphone for an hour. <laughs> it really too. shows your commitment, man. Happy to God, be here. You're a real, you're a real team player. You're a real professional. People do say that about me often. <laughs> so, um, guard, I have, I have some things off the top. All right, let me hear them. Uh, thing number one. <laughs> um, yeah. I just want to acknowledge that I got to meet um, fan of the show and now friend of me, uh, Travis. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> It was very exciting for me. Um, a real day wanner, a real fan of the show, and um, uh, he quickly became a, a, to- a top tier person for me. Very cool dude. Wow! Can also big shout out for Trav. Can also light up a dance floor. Oh my goodness! I'll oh my tell you gosh! What. Does that guy have moves? I'll tell you what. 
that's a challenge to any other super fans out there. Uh, show <laughs> us your dancing skills. Yeah, because right now I think Travis might be the best dancing fan that we have. The, I would have. I mean, the, I would have to say moves. so based on what I saw. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of dancing guard, we were in a bit of a choreographed number together. Sure were, and, um, and I think we killed it. I have to agree. I was quite frankly dreading it at first. Um, it was exhilarating. For the audience, we were a part of a wedding. We were in the wedding, and being a part of the wedding, we were we were um, informed that we had to do a small dance number. That this is true, yes. Um, uh, and all of the boys on the boys' side were dreading it, but uh, I think we nailed it. I think it went out, did really good. I got a twerk a little bit. The crowd cheered. I've been living off that high since then. Um, I would have to agree. I thought it was exhilarating. I loved every second of it, quite frankly. Was that I was dreading first... it going into it. I had a blast uh, the whole time with it. Guard, was that your first ever um, dance performance for an audience? Uh, yes, that is something I can say that was my a first for me. Well, you might not know this about me, Guard, but I'm, I'm I was a bit of a dancer back in the day. Is that the case? Oh yeah, I uh, I was I was in tap dance class. I put on those shoes and I freaking. Wow. I tapped all over the stage, I'll tell you what. <laughs> wow, I, that's unexpected, to be honest with you, Stone. So it wasn't my first performance, but it was my first in probably 20 years, and it felt good to get back yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, no wonder you were so excited, huh? Yeah, I, I I didn't even think about that until much later. I'm like, that's why I felt so at home <laughs> on the dance floor. <laughs> right. It's in my blood. Well, good for you, man. Exciting stuff. Thanks. Um, also, Guard... Uh, someone else is on their summer break uh, as we speak. Is that right? Because I put a bet on one of them like two weeks ago. <clears throat> exactly. We're going to talk about F123 because currently F1 is on its summer break. They take a month off in the middle of the summer. Um, but since we haven't recorded this podcast in several months, um, there has been two races since then. And guard, did you make a bet on either of them? <laughs> Uh, I made a bet on something during the wedding. Awesome. Uh, what was that? The Hungarian Grand Prix. Maybe, yeah, could have been. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Great man. Who'd you uh, who'd you bet on? Well, um, I was reminded F one existed uh, minutes before the race started, and the drivers uh, you couldn't really bet on them at the time. Mm-hmm. So. Let's see what I bet on. I haven't logged into DraftKings for some time here. I find let's, that hard to believe. No, I've, I've taken quite a break uh, from my degenerate gambling. Uh, <laughs> You're taking a tolerance break? Yeah. Baseball is not fun to bet on. Oh, why is that? Oh, it's impossible to predict, at least for me. Yeah, but there's a lot of games. Uh, it's all over the place. Yeah. So anyway, I found it though. I bet on boy. Hmm. <laughs> what is this? You bet. You, you bet on something, didn't you? Oh, I bet on the fastest pit stop. <laughs> oh, you, that's a fun one. I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't I either. The... I didn't know this is what I was betting on at the time. <laughs> I pulled up the the race results, and weirdly enough, that it doesn't show me that. I bet on uh, Alpine. 
Alpine for the fastest pit Alpine, stop. Alpine, of course, is how it's pronounced. And did you win? No. Uh, they who, who did, did badly. Who did get the fastest pit stop? Red if Bull I remember Racing. correctly, Red Bull did. Red Bull has a fast pit crew. Um, if And if I remember correctly... There was a lot of uh, trouble in the pits during the Hungarian Grand Prix, and I think some were for Alpine, so. Well, that's a huge bummer for my bet. It's a huge bummer. I didn't even know you could bet that. That's really fun. (laughs) It was a good time. I mean, uh, I assume it would have been a good time if I was watching. I unfortunately was not. Dude, pit pit stops are some of the best part of an F1 race because they're all of two seconds, but they're very stressful two seconds because if that two seconds turns into four seconds, it could fuck someone's race. Very stressful. High stakes stuff. Um, I imagine it's a, a way to make things exhilarating as well, to be honest. Uh-huh. Yeah, really, really, uh, really betting on shakes the, up the race. The mo- betting on the most boring part of any sport uh, makes it immediately exhilarating. Exactly, it really ups the stakes. Um, well, if great you want to get your uh, get yourself rocking, bet on a first basket in an NBA game. <laughs> what an insane bet! Oh, it's wild stuff, man. Um, well, great. I'm glad you got a we bet in for one of the two races. The fast we, I don't. I definitely don't. But um, but I we had to. Guard does love it. Uh, not sponsored. Not a <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> we had two races, guard. Mm-hmm. We, we had the French Grand Prix and we had the Hungarian Grand Prix. Does and that weirdly mean enough, this is an F one through six or still a one no, through three. No, uh, I'm 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 throwing out the fun fact and I'm giving you just two uh, things about or one thing about each race. Okay, I'll, I'll just a little takeaway. Should I time? I think one five minute chess game then, right? <laughs> Depends on how quick you're playing, man. Um, Just kidding, son. I'm obviously paying a ton of attention. <laughs> well, the French Grand Prix uh, had a crazy one uh, podium of Verstappen, Hamilton, and Russell. Mm-hmm. And then the Hungarian Grand Prix had a very crazy podium of Verstappen, Hamilton, and then Russell. Wow. Yeah, crazy. So a lot of parody in this sport. That's why everyone a likes A lot of it parody. So but also, I don't want to talk about the how the race results. Mercedes doing better, which is good to hear, because they were really not doing good at the start of the season. But I want to talk about Ferrari. Oh. <laughs> Just how bad they've been. Um, they were leading the championship for the first handful of races, and they have slowly fallen down a hill as everyone watched and laughed. <laughs> and it's been, it's been real tough for them. Everyone's I, been humiliating them. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they've been humiliating themselves, and everyone's just been pointing and laughing at their humiliation. Okay, nice. Um, because like it's it's hard to feel sympathy for these drivers because they're like you know, uh, extremely wealthy, uh, jet setting, uh, sports superstar, international superstars. Sure. But I feel bad for the Ferrari drivers because Ferrari itself is. Uh, put on a full clown wig and squeak nose because they have they're just full on clown mode right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the French Grand Prix, Charles Leclerc leading. He's had some tough luck, Charles but he's doing well now. this race. Uh, the throttle in his car gets stuck and he crashes out while leading the race. Oof, dude! That's a huge bummer. Huge oof. Um, there's a really really funny. Uh, <laughs> Radio message. I'll put it in the podcast, but 
he crashes out and then he forgets that he left his radio on so his team could hear it and then everyone at home could hear it and he just breathes heavily for a couple seconds and then just screams no Uh, it sounds like he's turning into the joker In the moment, it was so funny, but it's also real sad. That is a huge Um, bummer for that guy. Yeah, crashed out while leading the race. Hey, don't worry, guys. We'll get him next race. Enter the Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, Red Bull are in 10th and 11th after qualifying. Not a good qualifying for them. Um, Ferrari. Or 2-3. So they have great position to, like, command this race. Um. And guard, if you you know this, but I'll I'll, I'll say it for the audience. Mm-hmm. There's three different kinds of tires you can run in a race: a uh, soft, medium, and a hard. Sure, of course. You have to run two different compounds. I don't even know if that was needed to be said uh, for the audience. Well, everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. But you have to run two different compounds just to force a pit stop, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and hard tires are slower but last longer. Soft tires are faster but don't last as long. You know, it's the trade-off. Of course. Um, well, the first person of the race put on his hard tires. I don't know who it was. And they were slow. They were bad. It was very clear to me watching and everyone, the commentators and everything, that hard tires are not working today. It was too cold. Craig. 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 And Martin Brundle were like, hard tires are not the play today. It's too cold out. They're just not heating up fast enough. You can't get good grip in them. Someone tried them who was kind of in the back, maybe as a Hail Mary, to say maybe they'll work. Maybe this will be the play. It wasn't. Uh, Minutes later, well after this happens, Ferrari comes in and pits for guess what, guard? fucking hard tires oh sure sure and guess what unsurprisingly to anyone me included they did not work good (laughs) and they had to pit again and put on a different set of tires so just their shitty strategy uh cost them another win and uh they got they got fourth and sixth that race so ferrari's been a bit of a mess um there's been talks that their their team principal is definitely going to get fired soon because they're a mess and, uh, you know, fill for them, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. And you're telling Especially me everyone because, hates these guys now? Well, everyone hates Ferrari because they're just uh, shitting in their own hand. <laughs> oh. That's how they're running races right now. Gotcha. Okay. Everyone else is high performance, doing the best they can, and Ferrari's over here just like with their eyes closed, uh, j- just doing fucking awful. And you feel for the drivers because the drivers are doing well, but Ferrari, the team, is doing real bad. Their engines are blowing up. Their team strategy is non-existent. It's tough for a man. But anyways, oh, Max well, is winning by a lot in the championship, and uh, it doesn't look like anyone's going to catch up, but. We'll see. Okay, I'm going to start exclusively betting on Max then. I mean, (laughs) that's always a good bet because he he wins a lot. He's very fast and very good. Um, Well, yeah, that's F1, 2-3 guard. Let's talk about this movie. Okay, sure. Let's get into it. A little warning for the audience, a disclaimer. I'm wildly sick. 
Uh, so if I pass out during this podcast, that's why. <laughs> oh, let's hope not. Um, well, guard. Yes. Would you like to tell the audience how this five minutes began or ended? Yes. I'm a little. This, this I, so much has not happened in this movie. I'm I'm losing where we're at <laughs> in place. You're losing um, the thread, Stone. Yeah, but I believe we just we're halfway. Or you 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Five minutes begins with. With a little, the end of a little date. The end of the vending machine date, and it ends with a, a real tense nose to nose stare down. I would say borderline sexual assault. <laughs> it's 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 verging on it. Um, yes, as guard said, Sean and Neela remembered her name after several yeah, weeks. I off. definitely didn't write down that girl in my notes. <laughs> They're on a date at a vending machine because Sean asked why he doesn't see your drift or something, and they're talking about being outcasts. Um, and it, it continues with some just uh, awful dialogue. Uh, truly, yes. Um, Sean says, outsider or insider, it doesn't matter. What matters is knowing what you really want and yeah, going still... after it. Um <laughs> You gotta go after what you want. AKA, and- by the way, Sean, twofold here, I think. Now, th- I think mm-hmm. this was some great writing, Stone, personally. I have to disagree <laughs> with you. Oh, I think you're having a fever dream. <laughs> now, Stone, this has two meanings for Sean. Mm-hmm. One. Yes. He's gonna pursue Neela. He knows he wants her, and no he's going after cost, her. Okay. No matter even if she's dating a violent criminal. Second thing. Number two. Number two. He is going to pursue drifting. Dude, he wants to drift. He's a drifter. He needs to drift. He's a drifter at heart. It's in his soul now. That's all there is to it. So, yeah, he is going after both of those things. And after that steamy exchange between them and they make some eyes at each other, um, smash cut, we're in the mountains, and we're just having a casual drift. As you do. Yeah, yeah. Neil is driving. Sean's riding passenger, and there's a whole snake of cars just sliding their way through the Japanese hillsides in the middle of the night. There um, is, and let me say, this is one of, if not the most bizarre movie scenes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, it is fucking weird, man. So the premise of the scene is. Sean and and Neela are like getting to know each other. Super calm, relaxing music is playing. They're on like a really nice date, having a good time together, while also violently sliding through uh dangerous mountainous ro- switchback roads, drifting. They are having <laughs> the calmest conversation ever while doing something. Uh, extremely dangerous the 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 gap between how calm they are and the extreme sport they're doing is very wide it's bizarre dude it'd be like having a cup of tea while you were doing like a motocross event like it's so weird the tone (laughs) of the scene and inside the vehicle by the way they are not like leaning at all while they're violently sliding around mountain terrain like they're going like 40, 50, 60 miles per hour around curves drifting, and they're just like 
their voices are totally normal. They're not, their bodies aren't moving whatsoever. Like they made no effort to make this scene realistic at all. And it's super off-putting. I think that's why it's so <laughs> off-putting is because like your brain is like something super wrong here. And then you, you think about it and you're like, oh, they're very obviously not in the cars that are drifting right now. Despite they gave it being no, that way. they gave it no effort to show through body language that they're driving around no uh, scary mountainous roads and the director watched this scene and thought this is fine <laughs> dude it's so off-putting it's so fucking weird um what do we uh, so what do we learn in this uh this weird exposition dump mid uh, drift run uh that the um, director's not good oh the, sorry besides the, that uh they used to go up there when their kids neela said and just watch the drifters Things were different back then. She doesn't say why. She just says things were different. Um, they got their license, and they basically lived up there. You know? Dude, I'm sorry. As- I agree with everything you're saying, Stone. Um, <laughs> as agree as in that did that did happen in the movie. That did happen. <laughs> I was just watching back that scene again to see if I was out of my mind, and it, no, it looks even worse on the second viewing. They're literally... I mean, even her shifting and, like... Like, she's doing nothing quickly at all. Sean's, like, smiling and laughing. It looks like they're on a date in a in The Bachelor. Not even a date. Just, it looks like they're on a cut scene from The Bachelor. <laughs> Just the thought that, uh, from a director, that of, like, where should we have this exposition dump where they're on a date talking about their lives when they were younger? Should we have it on, like, a nice casual drive to the drift? Or should we have it mid-fucking drift? Dude, yeah. Let's do it during the drift, bro. That's hardcore. <laughs> and then they cut to like outside of the cars. The, oh, by the way, there's like six cars drifting in perfect unison. That would be fucking hard to accomplish, man. Also terrifying at like middle at of the night, night like, on a mountain. <laughs> headlights on. Uh, yeah. And yet these two are talking about life growing up. Like, what's up? <laughs> Here's another thing. Uh, so. Uh, what so you were talking about? What they were talking about? She used yeah. to said we came up here as kids. Emphasis, kids. She said, "Yes, we children. came up here as kids. You know, to cut class, watch the drifters make out. What's up? <laughs> did you did she say make out? Yes. What's hey, up? Man. They were making out up here when they were children, dude." I think they're just way cooler than me and you because I was not cutting class when I was a child. I was not watching people drift in the mountains when I was a child, and I was definitely not making out. I wasn't doing any making out as what I would describe myself as a kid. So it sounds like we're just fucking dorks, and these guys are rad as heck. These guys are badass. <laughs> um, <laughs> Except here's, some here's something upsetting. Yeah. How long has she been with DK? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um She was making out as a kid and she lived with DK from God. being a child onward. Uh-oh. Her whole her whole situation's real upsetting. I can't imagine DK as... was like a good guy when he was 12. <laughs> you know? If I looking at DK now, I can't imagine he was ever too much of a good guy. So, um, that's a red flag. We learned some that's more than stuff about that's Sean. A, that's some potential crime. <laughs> we learn a little bit about Sean, and it's played off to be endearing, but it just kind of plays into his psychopath tendencies. 
where he says, I got my crimes increases. Yeah. He said, I got my first license or I got my license and I got my first speeding ticket. Same day. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Maybe that should have been a red flag to your parent that you should like never be allowed behind the wheel of a car. (laughs) <laughs> but he also says the day after that I won my first race. So he went from getting his license, getting a ticket, doing an illegal street race. Two days. Two days for a fucking 16-year-old. He ran through all of those. You know, pretty normal um, stuff there. Pretty normal stuff. He said he beat a rich kid by 3 lengths, by 3 car lengths, 3 something. Presumably. I don't know. He he mumbles his line out, and he, then he said it felt good, like I a true addict would say. I think it was say. lengths. I think he was saying he beat them by three lengths of his vehicle. He beat the rich kid by three car lengths. Which, if it, it was a drag race, that's good. humiliating, by the way. Um, And I also find that real hard to believe. What, you don't think but a 16-year-old that's been driving for a singular day could beat uh, an older kid by three lengths? I mean... Stone, I mean, he I've could seen, have been practicing with a learner's permit. Him and I've his seen scumbag dad could have been <laughs> for a year, for a full year, <laughs> drifting, and, or not, excuse me, definitely not drifting. They could have been drag racing. Um, we talk about how his dad's so much of a scumbag. I want to point out that his mom isn't, isn't an angel either. She's an enabler. Well, she, should she have been sent him to him. Japan. To, to get rid of him, first of all. Yeah, she pawned off her problem on someone else. Um, but yeah, only a psycho would uh, run the gambit of get a license, get a speeding ticket, uh, do a street race in two fucking days as a 16-year-old. So uh, more more proof that, that Sean's a psychopath that sucks. Um, but he said it felt good. Neela agrees. It's just... You know, when you're up here racing, nothing else matters. It's just the moment, you know? It's you and the mountain. <laughs> you, the car, and it's the moment. Nothing else Going matters. Fast. Until until uh, you crash through a house and your consequences <laughs> catch up with you and you get set halfway across the world. But not, uh, during the moment, nothing else matters, man. That's right. Well, until that you was get a fun exiled date. to Japan. That was a fun date. Smash cut. We're back to the docks. Yep. Um, some exciting things happen at the docks that I'll let you get into first, but before that, I want to point out, uh, something I'm confused about and have you, uh, chime in, Stone. Yeah, please, give it to me. Sean has been really practicing hard lately on his drifting. He's drifting at he's the docks. Been, he's been working, and, and if you, if I'll say one nice thing about Sean is that he's, he's practicing, he's giving it his all. He works He's working hard. his way yeah, up. He's a, yeah, he's, a, he's a hard worker. No one can say he's is the thing he's working at um, illegal and dangerous and something he shouldn't be doing? Probably, but he's working hard at it. Is it productive? Maybe. No. Could be. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? What if he's yeah. later in life, what if he gets a job drifting? Or what if he just continues to be a criminal? Correct. You know? Either way. Anyways. Now, yes. he's blown through three sets of tires in parentheses. They don't say tires because it says cooler to say sets. Yes, so so he he slides up to the group hanging out in a bunch of couches in the middle of a loading area. Yeah, <laughs> weirdly, and he says, "I need another set, Twinkie." And Twinkie says, "Whoa, well, whoa, first whoa. of all, he calls him Twink. He calls him Twink again, again, tough for Twinkie. Yeah, <laughs> to be be referred to by your friends as Twink. Right, um, right, 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 tough for him. Uh, but he says, "I need another 
pair, uh, need another set. He says, no way, that's your third set today. Yeah. Now, here's my question for you. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck does Twinkie care how many tires Sean's using? Because I imagine (laughs) Twinkie is is funding uh, uh, Sean's unhealthy car habits. Why is Twinkie the one paying for the tires if he's Han's driver? I mean, it seems that way from what Twinkie... No, no, I I agree with you. It it clearly... Twinkie clearly has some sort of... I mean, he's clearly the one buying the tires. uh, or Yeah, or has some sort of financial stake because he's the one that's upset about it. But why is Twinkie the one buying the fucking tires? I have no clue. He's just Um. a good pal? (laughs) So Sean's drifting then is nothing to do with his driving for the Yakuza-adjacent Han. Han's just watching. I mean, Han's teaching him to drift, but Sean has to fund it, and he can't, so Twinkie's funding it. Is that the yeah, logic that that's that, going that, on? That seems to be the case from the context of the scene, which, yeah, doesn't make any sense. Why isn't Han funding this? Right. He clearly has a shit ton of money. He's literally spoken about how much money he has. Twinkie is a high schooler that sells shoes out of his backpack. A bit of a, a bit of a power difference there, and you think one would be funding uh, Sean's drifting and not the other. You but. sure would. That is that is bizarre, man. <clears throat> maybe maybe Twinkie's just a good friend and trying to talk Sean out of blowing near thousands of dollars a day on tires. I, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Um. But he wants a third pair. Twinkie says, "No, dude, that's too much." And then Sean immediately uh, helps himself to another set. By the way, yes, I don't he know does. if you notice that in the background. But yeah, he's, he's rolling, rolling a tire. In, yeah. rolling the tire in the background. Says, "Fuck you, Twinkie. I do yeah. what I want. <laughs> but I am then... clearly the friend in charge here, even though I just showed up." <laughs> right. And then uh, some some new fighters show up. <laughs> and by new, you mean old. We've seen them before a ton of times. Yes, DK and his crew show up. Uh, they skid their cool cars to a stop in formation. He walks across and punches Sean right in the face. Sean defends himself uh, not at all. He doesn't defend himself whatsoever. Um, not only that, Sean gets his everyone ass just kicked. he gets his ass kicked, and everyone just watches it happen. No one. Han <laughs> doesn't step knows. up. Twinkie doesn't step up. They're all well, everyone's aware why DK is beating the shit out of Sean. Yeah, right. Um, you're right. Because Sean blatantly and, was attempting to get DK's girlfriend to cheat on DK with him. Yes. And to be honest, I wouldn't step in if I was a part of that crew. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get my ass beat for dumbass Sean I mean, putting let, his nose where it put, doesn't let belong. Let me think of it. Let, let me frame it this way for you, Stone. Yeah. DK and Han are like still friends, right? I mean, they're at least business associates. <laughs> so let's put it this way. Your, uh, let's say your coworker, Okay. Uh, some guy takes out your coworker's wife. Yeah. The, that guy Tough. comes in. Audience, you can play along too. Someone has taken <laughs> out your coworker's wife and or husband. It doesn't really matter. The next day, the significant other comes in. And for some reason, that guy is there hanging out with you and mm-hmm. starts beating the piss out of that guy. Do you do anything about it? I know I, mean, I know I want it. 
I wouldn't. And uh, a DK, he does show up and he punches Sean right in the face. Uh, he gives him one or two punches while he's on the ground, uh, knee to the face, and then he calls it quits. <laughs> you know, a respectable amount of uh, beat him up for yeah, my yeah. Lady he out. slaps him around for maybe twenty seconds. It's pretty. It's pretty tame uh, coming from a yakuza adjacent criminal. Um, you know. I recently watched like, another Yakuza movie, and there was brutal murders throughout, so... I was gonna say, he didn't show up with a samurai sword and chop Sean's head off. Uh, yeah, so, so to, to be fair, could have been worse. It could have been worse. He gave him a little warning. He said, don't mess with my lady, and uh, he, got, he got his point across. That's true. Uh, total lack of violence in this whole film, quite frankly. Yeah, I've yeah, seen no there... Uzis. I've seen no katanas. I've seen no uh, beatings more, more violent than this. We had a lot more um, violence in the first two movies. Remember when they blew up the the eclipse in the first movie? Oh yeah, they fucking lit it up with Uzis. And are they, so is this movie trying to tell me that the gang in L.A. is more violent than the yakuza? I mean, to be fair, this is like Yakuza Junior, like baby's first Yakuza. That's true. Cause... That's true. It's not actually. It's Yakuza Jason. I have to remind myself, dude. And so many other <laughs> violent things happened in the knife, second movie that I definitely remember. Right? If I'm being on, yeah, correct. <laughs> and if I'm being honest, I could do with some elevated violence because then at least something would be happening. Something in this would film. happen. Um. So, DK gives him a little beatdown. He says something, I don't know, stay stay Stop away from her. Stop messing with my her. girl, uh, who cares? He says, stay away from her, or the only thing you'll be driving is a wheelchair. Sick burn. Um, that is That was a good burn. That was crazy. It's a, it's a good burn. I can't he believe tells, you made a wheelchair joke. <laughs> dude, you think driving cars fun? I'm going to paralyze you. Whoa, dude. You made a joke. <laughs> Chill. Yeah. That, I mean, come on, man. There's a line, right? I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to take your legs away. <laughs> He said he was going to paralyze him. Yeah, man. Now that's an uh, ableist joke. (laughs) It is. And then he tells Han to find himself a new driver. Mm Mm-hmm. So presumably Will Han Han do do that? Probably not. He should, but he won't. He won't, because Han's a weirdo. Mm -hmm. Um, Han has like six total lines in this movie, by the way. Sean says, I'm all right. And then Han kind of just says, what the fuck do you expect, bud? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Come on. If anyone's, I um... I agree with Han in this point. What the fuck did you expect, dude? Oh, yeah. I wrote down Han spitting facts. Yeah, straight facts. If anyone's curious why we don't talk about Han more, it's because he doesn't do anything ever. He, to- he Literally, in the entirety of the movie, I think he has, like, six total lines. He, uh... He tries to d- defuse this situation as DK was walking up very aggressively. He says, DK, you're here. <laughs> We're about to roast marshmallows. Mm-hmm. And then DK says... Don't care about that. It's time for a beatdown. Yeah, a funny little hilarious joke that doesn't work at all to not have Sean brutally beaten. Um, I want to take a minute to talk about some of the background characters. <laughs> okay, yeah. In this really quick. The ones that had their lines completely cut from the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. Shout so out. so we're here with Han, Twinkie, Sean, and the three friends. Mm-hmm. Um a uh, chubby bald guy, uh, the guy who referred to Twinkie as a wanker, and girl. <laughs> the random girl. British man. Yeah. 
Um, did you did you check the the wanker guy's fit? I did not. I I gotta be because honest. It I didn't is pay the attention. most insane shit I have ever seen. Ever describe it to because me. okay. So everyone else in this scene looks normal, right? Like like Han kind of has his Han fit with jeans, jacket, hoodie. Sean's wearing like jeans and a t-shirt. You know, Twi- Twinkie's a little escalated. He has like the the matching uh, orange and white Air Jordan jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. You know, looking cool. Uh, <laughs> the couple of the background characters kind of just look like normal dudes. And then there's the wanker kid. <laughs> He's wearing like motorcycle pants so like fox racing <laughs> Wait, motorcycle pants hold on i just got to no it. but they're but they're shorts so they're mo- motorcycle pants that have been cut into shorts what color of pants am i looking for um let me let me find the exact scene where you see him <laughs> because it's it's holy insane. shit i just saw him. so he's what yeah he's wearing fox <laughs> motorcycle shorts with tall white, but like not purposeful shorts, like like they for sure are homemade. It looks like, right? It looks like because because if you're, they're definitely like 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 motorcycle racing <laughs> pants, but they look like oh they're cut God. into shorts, and that kind of defeats the purpose of racing pants to you know protect you. Right, right, right. Because he has and like an exposed wearing... calf and shin yeah. that would definitely get burned. Right. I don't know a ton about motocross, but I know you want like pants on because it gets really hot. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then he's wearing like a salmon t-shirt, <laughs> like a light, light, light pink t-shirt with a hoodie over it that's like beige and red. So now he has beige, red, pink, and then white and black uh, shorts on. And then his footwear is half half calf length boots. <laughs> Leather but not boots. Like cool, but not like cool like motorcycle boots or like hardcore boots. They're like white leather boots with black accents. They're like, like seam boots. Like someone would wear yeah. it like to a punk show. <laughs> someone... A uh, a very cool scene girl would wear these to a uh, Bring Me the Horizon show in 2014. <laughs> With motorcycle shorts on. Shorts, a pink shirt, a beige and red hoodie, and don't forget the, the four-inch leather bracelet. On his left wrist. And I'm going to be honest with you, an unfortunate uh, fold right in the crotch of the shorts. (laughs) Did you notice that? It's crazy. And I'm sure you're looking, you're seeing him stand next to the blue car right now. Yes. I'll put this picture (laughs) on socials, but everyone else looks relatively normal. There's no other way to say this. The fold in his pants looks like he doesn't have male genitalia i'm sorry there's no other he way looks to say like that he has it looks it looks like he has a big old camel toe it and it does it he's, really sets off it this does whole badly. outfit there's no other way to put it he ha- he's camel toeing super hard in these shorts what was the thought here everyone else is dressed like a normal guy we've seen this guy in other scenes dressed like a normal guy and then he shows the fuck up in this what is happening i don't know that is a bizarre why? look why the boots why the five different colors? What what's up with these fox racing shorts? I've not it's insane, dude. <laughs> now, Stone, the proper term, by the way, for a male camel toe is of course a moose knuckle. Moose knuckle, yes. Yes, yes. And he has um, a moose knuckle bad. 
Dude, it's a it's absolutely crazy. And seeing him next to everyone else looking fairly normal, like he looks like a <laughs> he looks like uh your character in a video game when you like put all the crazy shit on him and <laughs> then does. they're in a cutscene with all the normal people. Yeah, he does. Like he looks like my Grand Theft Auto character like during a cutscene. It's fucking wild. It's a tough one. Um and it's like, just yeah. a reminder this podcast is rated M for mature. It's it it is every now and then I we're forced to talk about moose knuckles. And I can't I can't fucking handle this. Sorry, outfit, Stone man. Small. I looked at it so much. <laughs> it's so insane. <laughs> it is it's a wild look, man. I dare you to dress as that for Halloween, as a matter of fact. <laughs> the most obscure Halloween costume of all time. What are what are you? You know that one scene in Too Fast, Too Furious where <laughs> PK That's not shows even the up right the movie, dock. man. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, sorry. And DK shows up to the dock with his gang and he punches Sean because Sean took out his lady on a drift date the night before and you see the friend in the background. He doesn't really have any lines. I'm that guy. Let's role play. I'll, I'll carry on what someone says next. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember that. Oh, that, and that's when I would turn around and walk <laughs> away because I've embarrassed myself and I want to go home. I'm having a bad time. I thought this would be fun and funny and it's not anymore. <clears throat> I've had to have this conversation eight times tonight and I'm tired. I want to go home. <laughs> oh, wow. That would be incredible. Okay. Anyway. Um, anyway, uh, sh- uh, Sean gets beat up. DK leaves. Uh, Han uh, that says. That kid's wearing the craziest fit of all time. Han says good. Sean's like, yeah, yeah. Good point. I should have got beat up. Next day, we're at school. Neela's talking to the girls, yep. and she peeps Sean. Sean's humiliated. He's a little, he's embarrassed. He's, he's, <laughs> dude, he is. He is more often humiliated than not showing up to school the next day. That's true, and also, I'm not gonna lie. I would also be. It's tough not to be embarrassed in that situation. You're trying to holler at a girl, and her boyfriend kicks the shit out of you. Beats the shit out of you. Yeah, man. That's that's embarrassing right there. I mean, that's a lesson learned, right? It should be. <laughs> should have been. Should have been. Should have been. But if we know anything from Sean is that he does not learn lessons easily. Uh, boy, I don't know if he learns lessons at all. No. Anyway, um, smash cut. Anyways, Shout out to Travis. Next- he likes the smash. When we call it the smash cuts. <laughs> <laughs> smash cut. Uh, Neela, I'm guessing is it's after school, and she gets shown into DK's office by his henchman. Uh, is this a continuity error? She's in her uniform. The henchman isn't. I thought the henchman was in high school. Uh, good, yeah, good spot, Stone. I think so. She shows up to Maybe DK's she went office home for like three hours after school and didn't bother changing. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe the henchman keeps a change of clothes in his cars because he can't be looking like a fool in his school no, uniform when he he's doing when he's doing big ass. boy crimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to show up as a badass. <laughs> Anyways, Neela shows up to DK's office where DK is sitting behind his desk, counting, having champagne, counting money with two ladies, counting uh, US what? dollars, I think, which is kind of bizarre, but um, you know. Just just crime boss things, just sitting around having champagne and counting money with ladies, you know? Oh, sure. That's a one of them is, totally normal thing. He has one of his boots, cowboy boots, up on his desk, and one of the ladies is touching it weirdly, and then the other one gets up to leave and also touches his boot. 
which I thought was <laughs> strange. Which is neither cool weird... with um. I mean, they're not like actively doing anything, the ladies and him. But I like. It's kind of it implied. Is I, like, I mean, what do they what do they do in the organization? It is strange to have a casual weekday <laughs> glass of champagne with uh, other ladies as you count money. I, I don't I'm know. not sure what they're bringing to the. Are, are they his accountants or? <laughs> um, and she's fully like sitting on his lap. By the way, I don't think she's on the lap. I think she's on the arm of his very large leather chair that he uses right. as a desk chair okay, in a power move. Okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, she's very close to him. I retract the other my U.S. Is, dollar is... statement. I I cannot tell what those are. That I don't know if that's money of any kind. Anyway, one is dangerously close to sitting on his lap, and one is caressing the toe of his boot. <laughs> The weird uh, henchman, by the way, does a, like a little look when the girls walk out like, oh, boss was with the girls and now he's talking to his girl. Oh, he, he's the he man. He slicks back his blo- the back of his blonde mullet and then walks out. He it's slicks back his hair move. that's gelled forward. He slicks back his hair that does not need to be slicked back. He like pushes back his mullet on the back. His, the a, front a, part of his hair is styled to lay flat down forward. So when he, he slicks it he back, doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't actually make contact with the top part. He no. he like runs his hands an inch above his head until he gets to his mullet and slicks <laughs> that down. He slicks back exclusively the mullet part of his mullet. Weird. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Anyway. Um anyways, we're here because Neela says it's over. We're through. She saw She's cutting Sean. ties with this it's jackass. Over. Because he beat cannot... Sean. That was the last straw. I just wanted to have a nice drift date with a cute boy, and you had to go beat him up. But current boyfriend, I guess? I don't How know. How dare she you beat up over. the guy I went on a date with my current boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, mean... I know I know Han, or uh, DK's not a good dude. I, I Everyone's clear that he's the villain in this story. <laughs> it's pretty clear, yeah. But, like, Why? I mean, I in this scene, <laughs> in this scenario, Neela shows up to confront DK. I don't agree with either of them. <laughs> They're both in the wrong. They're both two shitty people. He should have gone about to... uh, confronting the situation differently. Sure. Yes, but can you blame um, the guy? No. No. Um. Yeah, he he says this is all over a Genji, which means uh, an outsider. And yeah, to be clear, I'm an outsider. um, Just really quickly, everything from here on out, DK is again not a good guy. I I don't, uh, I'm I'm not supporting any of the rest of the stuff that happens because it's going to get upsetting. You're not pro DK. No, no, (laughs) I want to make that clear. He's about to say some pretty upsetting stuff, and I'm not supportive of it. Oh, yeah. So, um,. Uh, she says you've changed, DK. Sir Stone, re-explain the what he calls her because I cut you off right in the middle of that. Oh yeah, he says this is all over an outsider, and she says I'm an outsider. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he says you. She says you've changed um, from when we were six. From when we were children, and then Maybe he now. says, uh, you know, we, we're you, you say I've changed, but we're the same. We both come from screw ups, and then he uh, he lays down some some mean uh, insults about Neela's mother, who is her, currently he dead. Calls her mother the best trick in town. 
<laughs> he says her mom is the best trick in town, and if we didn't take you in, you'd also be doing anything for a buck. <laughs> now, Stone, are you familiar with the vernacular trick? Um, I believe so. I believe I've heard it in context in a rap song or two, um, and I assume it means prostitute. That's correct. I believe that is correct. <laughs> Turning a trick uh, is selling one's body for money. All right. Um, so he called little... his mom a pro- he called her mom a prostitute, and not only a prostitute, the best one in town. So it's a bit of a double edged sword because he's like, "Your mom's a prostitute, but also she was, she great was at really it. good at really it, really good, hard worker, <laughs> great, best in town, practiced uh, to get good, you know." So kind of a compliment as well. Um, but then he also says, "If we didn't take you in, you'd also be a prostitute." Pretty mean. <laughs> Not very nice to say to your, to your childhood girlfriend. friend and girlfriend, question mark? To, to the girl you used to go take to the mountain and make out with when you were nine and she was seven. <laughs> Gross. Um, Disgusting. And then she spits back and says, uh, you think anyone would take a second look at you if it wasn't for your uncle? Who is the uncle in the Yakuza. Yakuza, not adjacent. So she's basically saying... Uh, the only you only get respect because your uncle is a gangster. Uh, correct, yeah. And then he gets real close. He also wants real to... close, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and says, "We are the same, Neela." And that's where we cut off. That's the end of the five he minutes. Gets really close to um, her and her neck, and it's kind of it looks pretty scary for Neela in it the looks... next five minutes. It looks like Neela is in a scary situation. We'll have to wait until next. Oh, she does hit him, too. She gives him a big slap. Uh-huh. And he uh, obviously does not care for that. He's <laughs> not a big fan of that. He has not hit her back at this point, but I wouldn't be surprised if we get that. I mean, I'm Grabs her by the back of the head. I'm yeah. predicting that might be the best thing that happens to her, unfortunately. I'm really, I'm scared <laughs> for Neela in the next scene pretty badly. A tougher Neela. Um, but that's the end of the five minutes, Guard. Do you have any hot predictions of what's going to happen in the next, I don't know, however many episodes we have left? The next seven episodes? Oh, we still have seven to go? Fuck this movie, dude. I do have a prediction, and I'm pretty. Okay. I'm feeling pretty confident about it. Okay. First of all, seven more episodes of this movie sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> but I will persevere for you, the audience. We do it because we care. That's right. About the audience. We do not it so you don't movie. have to, quite frankly. <laughs> You're welcome, mm-hmm. quite frankly. Yeah, that's right. Secondly, <laughs> here's my prediction. Thing number two. Based on how this movie's gone so far, I actually, now thinking about it, don't think it's going to get dark in the next scene. I think Neela's going to escape relatively harm-free. Knock on wood. Knock on wood for Neela's sake. However, Sean will have to have some kind of thing uh, where he can't stand for Neela to be controlled like this. So he will challenge DK to a drift race for the right to date Neela. Will she have any say in that? No, I doubt it. Probably not. It's going to be a bit of a callback to the first race where we're racing over ladies. I think so. It's it's for love, not for... I think Whatever it's going to be a full... For. Yeah, the first one was because that chick was a psycho. The first was because the chick was a psycho, yeah. This but one's going to be, be for love. love. DK it's gonna v. Be... Sean oh down gosh. the mountain. 
or Dude, where maybe in the parking garage again i don't know it's <laughs> i don't want to give this movie too much credit but he started for, with a race for a lady and then he got humbled by drifting and then han taught him to only race for what's most important now he's going to race for a lady again, but it's for the but thing for that's most reasons. important yeah. because it's for love. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. I mean, now that would be... I don't want to give this movie too much credit. That'd be a but... pretty good ending, Stone. It's... It all comes full circle. I'd have to give it a little was, credit was the if dialogue... it came around like that. Now, the parts <laughs> in the, the dialogue middle... dialogue yeah. in the middle awful? And did I not care for that much? Absolutely. No, but if it comes around... I might be here for it. Again, I've seen this movie. I've lost my mind watching the first half, and I have no idea what's going to happen next. I've also seen this movie, to be clear, everyone. Um, so if I predicted <laughs> that correctly, that it could be because um, subconsciously I know what happens. I'm being honest mm -hmm. when I say I have no earthly idea, um, like memory-wise, what's going to happen. But I have seen this movie in sixth grade, I believe. Bagarda's holding hands with a cutie. So I held hands with a girl. His attention was elsewhere. That's true. I held hands maybe for the first time in my life in this movie in sixth grade, and I was feeling great about holding hands. So hey, I always I, feel I great no about holding hands, man. It's, that's right. I still like uh, holding hands. Not with her, with my girlfriend. Yeah, now. Now, yeah. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Agreed, but yeah, I do like holding hands with Courtney now. <laughs> Big fan of that. Um, well, great, guard. That's that's all I have to say about this fucking movie. But I can't wait to see what happens. On the edge of my seat to see what happens with Neela. Okay, excellent. Well, Stone, do you have any other stuff? Um, I do. I have two things that I've been watching. One, I'm about halfway through Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. Okay, nice. And it's and it's really good. I'm sad that no one's watching it because it's really, Disney really good. Disney fucked them on that one, dude. The release schedule they really was so did because bad. it came out and it came out like halfway through Obi Wan, the thing that people were more excited for. So of course people didn't watch it. Um, but if you're on the fence about it, go give it a try. It's fun. It's funny. It's wholesome. It's it's shot super well. Like nice. It might be one of the, my favorite, like cinematically, my favorite of the TV shows because it's just like real fun and creative and not boring, which is awesome um nice and all the kids in it are great okay hell yeah i love that and then my other thing is uh, uh it's coming out right now only murders in the building season two mm, i've heard good things incredible um season one some of my favorite television in a really long time just Whoa. a really fun murder mystery with really fun characters okay nice um, nice and season two is just more of that well that's good to hear and it's great, and I'm really, really into it. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, any, any other stuff from you, guard? I have one. Um, I recently saw Bullet Train, and you yes, know this already, yeah. Stone, because I told I, you. But I do. I quite enjoyed it, and so did Courtney. We both had a really good time. That makes me happy because it, it looks like a fun, silly movie, and I wanted it to be a fun, silly movie. So I'm that's glad exactly to hear it is what that. it is. Now, audience, here's my warning. Here's my caveat, <laughs> my disclaimer, my asterisk. Wow. You do I'm think it's going to be nominated for for multiple Oscars? It will absolutely not get nominated for any oh. rewards. It's not a critic darling. I looked on Rotten Tomatoes and the critics are letting it have it for no reason. It's I hate fucking critics, but that's another point entirely. Anyway, <laughs> it is made to be like a silly 
outrageous, cheesy movie, I would say, on purpose, and it is, but it's super funny. I really liked it. Dude, I, I mean, I love Brad Pitt. Um, it's very curious. There's a lot of good people in it. Fucking Bad Bunny's in it? That's crazy. Dude, he, Bad Bunny's not only in it, his character is fucking awesome. He is literally, like, the biggest artist in the world right now. And he's, a, a, like, a, a character in that movie. That's crazy. Can I give you an extremely minor spoiler of Bad Bunny's yeah, part? Yeah, please. His, one, of, one of his signature things in the movie his character is to howl like a wolf. <laughs> That's funny. There's just a um, cut scene of him howling at the moon at one point, like in an alley. It's fucking awesome. Um, and if people don't know who Bad Bunny is, he's a uh, Puerto Rican rapper. Uh, uh, I have no idea. Makes music in, in Spanish. But I saw a thing, and he has doubled um, any other artist for the most money brought in uh, touring this year. Like, he is the biggest artist in the world right now, which is crazy. He is. The list was um, lame on some of them, so I I wish I could see that compared to, like, a more exciting year, but I'm happy for Bad Bunny as being number one because I do like his music, and he is. Uh, that Him in this movie was really fun. And he is yeah, man, Puerto it's, Rican. He's very Puerto Rican. <laughs> There's a ton of people in this movie too. Oh my god! Dude, okay, Zoe King's in it. Sandra Bullock's in it. Uh oh, that's a spoiler stone. Zazie Beetz is in it. Yeah, Zazie Beetz was really fun too. Michael Shannon's in, Shannon's dude, in it. Oh my Holy god, fuck, dude! Should, just wait, man. I wish you hadn't looked at the cast yet because the way they like stop going if you haven't seen one of them. Brian Tyler Henry's in it. Stone, I mean, stop. I mean, I've seen all those people in the. There's one you haven't said yet that's a really funny cameo for, like, literally two seconds. And Brad Pitt's in it. Is he the cameo? Uh, no. Oh. But, doesn't speaking of, isn't Brad Pitt in Deadpool 2 as a cameo? Isn't he the invisible guy? He's the invisible guy, man in it, and he's in it for, like, two frames of movie, which is might be the funniest cameo of all time. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, this next one be in a movie for two frames? This next one's going to give awesome. it a run, uh, let me tell you. Right, Once well, you great. see this one, go see it soon. Anyway, that's all I have. Um, the rest of this is just friend talk that we can have offline. So <laughs> let's wrap things up here. Huh? Oh, also, I'm learning the bass, but I'll talk about that more later. Slap of the bass. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. And remember, Stone's learning the bass. And I'm going to slap it. <laughs> <laughs>